Good morning, church family. Hi. And I get to follow the kids. How fun is that? I wanted to literally follow them, but I'm doing the reading. Our first lesson comes from the prophet Isaiah. In the midst of the Israelites' exile in Babylon, they have come to appreciate how fragile life is and how things they took for granted can change in a heartbeat. But now the prophet brings us this word of hope. Listen to the word of God as it comes to us from Isaiah 40, beginning in verse 6. A voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of our Lord will stand forever. Get you up on a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, fear not. Say unto the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are young. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second lesson comes to us from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the third chapter. He began his letter with a concern that the people of the church in Corinth were valuing one leader more than another, whether Peter or Apollos or Paul himself. After then urging them to focus on the wisdom of Christ alone, rather than these earthly people, he goes on to remind them of the importance of the very different gifts that each person brings to the body of Christ. And then he uses a different metaphor. He uses the metaphor of building and of tending the field of faith. Listen now to the word of God as it comes to us from 1 Corinthians 3. What then is Apollos? What then is Paul? Servants. Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth so neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, 
but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose. For we are God's servants. We are working together. And you are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid the foundation. But someone else is building on it. This is the word of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we thank you that you have given us this word today and that you have given everything that we need to move forward in this time. And may all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Maybe it's grim, but I really love the opening from our first lesson that Jane read. All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely, surely the people are grass. We've witnessed the fragility of life this year, haven't we? And if we are honest, for many of us, it's been unnerving. Why has it been so hard? In part, I imagine, because we cling to the fiction of permanence. We we imagine the immutability of the things we take for granted. It could be the sturdiness of our bodies or the sharpness of our brains. It could be our parents' fragile lives or the sweet child growing up so fast right in front of us. Maybe it's as simple as the magnolia tree that we pass every day along the road, or the rhythm of the ocean's waves along the shore. There are things we imagine will always be there. And then in a heartbeat, they're gone. And there's more. Beyond beloved people or places we've recognized as fragile this year, we've seen how our privileges can disappear. For those of us who have enjoyed the gift of freedom or voting or the safety of a roof over our heads, when they've always been part of our lives, it's hard to imagine that they won't be there. But then this election season and its aftermath have made us question the immutability of our democracy. And the upending of COVID for many people has made us wonder whether school or work or home would really always be there. All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field, surely. The people are grass. 
Now, this may seem sardonic, but I mean it when I say that recognizing our fragility is actually a gift. Knowing the impermanence of life is wisdom. It, it frees us not to take the gifts of God for granted. We appreciate more the tenderness of a hug, don't we? We, we love the sound of a child's laughter, the honor of having voice and vote, the joy of gathering in worship here, and oh my goodness, singing praise to God together. Thanks be to God for that. We know now how very precious life is, and, and I pray that that wisdom is etched in our hearts forever. And, and I dare to suggest that there's even a greater gift in this, that the temporality of our blessings presses us to do our part. It urges us for whatever time we have to use what we have and who we are in whatever way we can. Knowing the impermanence of things, it, it helps us appreciate the fruit of those who labored on before us. And it urges us to nurture the seeds that God sows for generations still to come. We, we are the gardeners now for whatever time we have. I was deeply touched by a Facebook post Cynthia McWirt posted earlier this week. Maybe some of you saw it too. She says, I gasped with delight when I looked out my window and saw that the poppy had opened during the night. When my mother was in grade school, her favorite aunt, Pauline, was murdered by her own husband. My grandmother kept seeds from the poppies her sister had grown and, and kept them going. My mother eventually took the seeds and tried with limited success to grow them. This winter, I found an envelope of seeds and scattered them and forgot about them. Apparently, just one of them was still viable. And I built a protective barrier around the plant with sticks and strings. My best friend's mother once called me sentimental, guilty as charged. Well, maybe I'm sentimental too, but I was struck that the picture on our stewardship message this year is 
Poppy is right. <laughs> and your post made me think of all the seeds that we have been handed, you and I, seeds to plant, seeds to scatter, seeds to cherish here at WPC. And I think of those who came before us and who worked so hard to plant these seeds and whose work continues to blossom and bear fruit, not for themselves, but for us. How many of those planters, those gardeners, have we lost in this year alone? Charles Orr, Angie Thornberry, Ina May Pegg, Rhonda Fleming, Rosaria Sisson, Pat Smith, Don Paris, Mary Lou Schaefer. And what of the saints still with us, like Mary Wade, turning 90? Or, he didn't know I was going to call him out, John Lewis, who turned 90 last month. It's ours to tend the seeds they've sown. It, it's ours to, to tend the seeds of commitment to the homeless or those children who have been abandoned who now can be helped by foster all. It's ours. It's ours to tend the seeds of the joy of music that comes to life thanks to them. It's ours to tend the seeds of, of values like humility and humor and faithfulness. There's so much that we owe them, but we do them the greatest honor of all when we step up to tend the field and to trust that God will bless our work as well as we can do it to bear whatever fruit is needed right now, right here which is why it's so fitting that today we ordain and install our officers, new leaders, to take their role as elders and deacons. And we honor those who are stepping down as well, who have completed their work for now. <laughs> Courtney Davis, Mundi Fumakang, David Kadu, Don Morrison, Brad Paris, who led so faithfully in this crazy, challenging time. And now others are stepping up to tend the field, and we are dearly grateful. And it's fitting today. It's so fitting that all of us are asked to dedicate our pledges. We're, we're asked to step up for God's work here at WPC. Whatever it is we have to offer, every single gift matters. Every single gift. Every gift is needed now for the future that God is sowing in the fields, and, and we need your gifts, not only of money, but leadership, kindness, of justice and peace, of fellowship 
of leading education, the gifts of diligence and courage and grace. Now, I know, I know that each one of us is very private in our giving. And I, I, I don't know what you have to offer right now. But I do know this. Right now is your time. Right now is your season. This is it. To tend the seeds that God is sowing. My words alone can't, can't do justice the urgency of this. So let me close with this reflection by a bishop that a reflection that a friend of mine, another pastor, shared. It helps now and then to step back and take the long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is another way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes all of the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. But this is what we're about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water the seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We cannot do everything. And there's a sense of liberation in knowing that. This enables us to do something and to do it well. It may be incomplete, but it's a beginning, a step along the way an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and to do the rest. We may never see the end results. We may never see them. But that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. For we are the workers and not the master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We, we are prophets of a future, not our own. Will you pray with me? Oh God, as we, as we turn to ordaining and installing our officers and, and then pledging our own lives to your service, we ask that you would give us confidence that what you do with our gifts will be enough. We thank you for all who have gone before us here in this place. And we ask that we 
would be good stewards of these gifts until some poppy grows. We see light again. In Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.